Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to uh, Deacon Randy Keel right now. Good morning, Deacon. Hey, good morning, John. All right. The 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, reading number one, Second Kings, or reading number two, Romans. Uh, we're going to stay with Second Kings. All right. I think it, it sits very well in line with the prayer that you just offered. And, you know, like, in faith, you know, in fact, I battle with the thought of eternal life, but in faith, I walk in the hope of eternal life. Mm. And and Second Kings sets us up for a demonstration of this. We have the story of Elisha. And one thing I like about this is, like, you know, sometimes we read the stories from the Old Testament or the New Testament, and it seems like all these people knew how to do the will of God. And they didn't know any more, quote, how to do the will of God than we do. They're going around just doing their life, what seems kind of right to them, and we watch how God uses their conscience, as how God speaks to them, to do his work. And in this story about Elisha, he... We see what the power and the gift of hospitality does. He meets a Shunanite woman, and he passes by there often, and she says to her husband, hey, I think we should have that guy stay here. He seems like a holy man. Holiness is attractive. That's a beautiful thought. Amen. Our spirit is drawn to the spirit of Christ in other people. Holiness is attractive. It is. She said, let's... They built a whole room for this guy. Mm. And it's so cool. They built it in, quote, the, the upper room where he could sleep, where he could rest, where his soul could relax, where his soul could commune. So they built him an upper room. And later, as a gift to him, she says, like, he says, can we, says to the servant, can we do something for her? And the servant says, well, you know, she's, she's barren. And in this culture back then, it was um, seen as a sign of shame to be barren, like she could not produce a child. And her husband was old. And then he walks through the portal, and that's very important, walks through the portal. Uh, I'll leave that just a little teaser, the importance of walking through a portal, and looks at her and prophesies from his spirit that she says, a year from now, it's not going to be the same with you. And in that, we say in English, a year from now, but literally in Hebrew, the the phrase meant, when the earth revives itself, there will be a new. So as the earth gives new, there will be a new. And now as the story goes on, a child comes, a child is born, Elisha goes on with his life, and after a certain season of life, maybe it's got to be at least a few years. Um, the little boy dies. He dies in his mother's lap. Mm. And she's like, what's the joke here? Because she even asked him, are you kidding me? Like, you think I'm going to have a child? Don't be teasing me. This is the desire of my heart. And he's like, I am not teasing you. This is God's word. It be it done unto God's will. Then the boy dies. And she's like, I've got to go find that holy man. So she seeks after that holy man, and they go out and they find him. And he recognizes her and says to his servant, it's that Shunanite woman. Bring her here. And the, the servant tries to keep her away because she falls at his feet and hugs his feet and begs of him. He sends the servant back with his staff. Mm. Powerful piece of the story. Says, put the staff on the boy. And the Shunanite woman and Elisha go back to see him, and the boy is still dead. And Elisha goes into the room where the child has died, and he 
lays on top of him. He breathes into his mouth. He puts his hands on his hands. He puts his feet on his feet. He puts his head on his head. He looks straight into the deceased eyes, and he gets up and no life. And he goes back in, and he does it again, does it again. And on the third time he goes back, third time he goes back and lays on him, the body becomes warm, and the child rises. Hmm. Incredible. So we have, we have, they didn't understand the word resurrection. Right. But we look all throughout Scripture. We have story after story after story. Even in how the earth revives itself. We have the story of teaching us that God is about the value of life. And that's why Christy, others, can stand there and say, I'm not completely, completely and utterly devastated. I am grieved. In faith, we walk for the sake of eternal life, for one day to be united with our Father in heaven for eternity and we get the closest glimpse to that every time we participate and sit and worship through the Mass. Mm. We get that glimpse of eternal life. So that's where the rod comes in. That's where the three days comes in. That's where the laying body, body that comes in, because our body meets the body of Jesus Christ. We consume and we become one, and we become part of eternity. There we go. You know, I've always said, Deacon, <laughs> I, I, I I, I, you, you're so good. I mean, you just you, you give me so much to think about. Um but as you were as you were saying, two things come to mind. One, holiness being attractive. John Paul II. You remember? Did you ever see him in person? I did not. No, but the first time I saw him traveling uh, through one of the youth two thousands, I was not Catholic, and you know what my soul said? What? I want a father. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I, anyone I know that that's seen him, I didn't. I didn't have. That didn't come from my head. That came from my spirit. I want a father. That's amazing. Wow. Well, you got him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you know, but but anyone I know that saw him, they they just immediately would be would burst to tears. You know, I had I, I know so many stories of people that saw him in real life. My parents, you know, living history farms and and just crying and uncontrollable. People don't even know why you know they were crying. But I, I think that's it. Holiness is so attractive. It's so beautiful. Your soul just you know you, you, your body yeah. just can't take what 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 it is the other thing too is um and i don't know i i got 2 minutes here on this walk us through this Wait. a catholic funeral is so conflicting for me in the sense of i don't know what to do at one sense and i'm going to experience that today at one sense my soul is so grieved i'm crying i'm going to cry today i just always cry i'm a crier uh yeah. my, my soul is crying. but this other sense i'm so happy I'm so joy-filled to celebrate this life and to know this isn't the end. And what he uh, could be experiencing is way, way better than, than, than what we can. I mean, it's just like, it's like a ping-pong match for me, man. Right, right. That, oh. that sense of conflict is so pure. Be, be, be not disturbed at the conflict, John, but it is the cross-section between humanity and our spirit aware of divinity. Mm. That is the conflict that we live with. So to sit conflicted at a, at a poignant time such as that is pure. It's purity. Well, that's beautiful. Makes me feel better. All right. Yeah. Good. But I, you know, and I think I think most people uh, feel that way uh, too. Yeah. A, a faith, you know. Um, my son, my son asked me one time, Dad, at a very poignant time in my life. Dad, why do you cry so hard? Mm. And I looked at him and I said, 
Because I also laugh so hard. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, his daughter, Bridget, we were, we were uh, talking last night, and, and I just said, you know, I'm so sorry. And, and we were talking about it. She said, but listen, she says, um, you know, and she just had tears of, 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 of sorrow. Um, but, but she said he would be right here making jokes. Like, and you know, Tim, uh-huh. he would have been, you know, too. So uh-huh. there's so much laughter there. There's so much joy. But, but uh, of course, the, the grieving hearts. And today we, we, we will also grieve. So uh, you knew him, I know, uh, and, you know, being a part of uh, Holy Trinity, for goodness yeah. sake, you could hear him. Mm-hmm. His singing, huh? And let's remember also, here in the United States alone, 20,000 people die a day. Oof. So just picture the amount of grief that's going on, unbeknownst to us. But that's why it is to be part of our prayer life. Amen. Continually is praying for those in grief. And it doesn't end tomorrow. It's just another 20,000 come tomorrow. Amen. Deacon Randy Q, everyone. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being being with us. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.